Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali and I, are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. Well, we're back in Zechariah chapter 2, and we're in the middle of vision number 3, the vision of this man with the measuring line. And we'll <clears throat> remember that this man with the measuring line uh, it was seen by Zechariah, and he's saying, where are you going? I'm going over to measure Jerusalem. And um, there was an angel talking with him, um, and they were basically saying that this man was saying that Jerusalem's going to be one day inhabited without walls, as villages without walls, because of the multitude of people and livestock in it. And then in verse 5, where we're taking up again today, it says, And I will be to her a wall of fire. All around, <clears throat> declares the Lord, and will be the glory in her midst. In other words, this is a reference that God is going to, you know, one day again dwell with his people. It's almost like that back in the book of Isaiah, um, when Isaiah saw the glory of uh, the Lord in his temple, it was the Shekinah glory. I think that's uh, referring to this fire that um, is that is seen that represents the glory of God that this um, wall of fire is a reference to this, McGee says, this Shekinah glory, um, the glory of God, and it will be not just restricted to the temple, it will be surrounding uh, their midst as protection. And um, it's kind of interesting um, <clears throat> that, you know, it's no longer inside a structure, it's around God's people. God's presence will be there in their midst and will serve uh, the, the role of security that the old, you know, stone walls used to. Isn't that interesting? And instead of um, being restricted to just the buildings, the temple, um, there won't be any um, restriction on God's dwelling and God's presence. So a beautiful analogy to what um, what is going to 
what's going that's going to look like and symbolizing verse 6 up up flee from the land of the north declares the lord for i have spread you abroad as the four winds of the heaven declares the lord <clears throat> verse 7 up escape to zion you who dwell with the daughter of babylon so this is like saying look God's coming back, you know, and when God's reestablishing his kingdom, if you have, if you're not living uh, around Jerusalem, come back. Come back, because this is where the security of God will be. <clears throat> and it's almost like it's a metaphor of repentance for us today, you know. Where are you living right now? Are you living with God in his midst and 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 with God in his security because you know if you accepted Jesus Christ he's abiding in you and you in him so there's that gospel metaphor that how do you get God to abide in you you have to repent you have to come to him and he's saying look you know escape escape to Zion if you're dwelling as if are you living like a captive again? Don't live like a, a captive. For thus says the Lord of hosts, after his glory sent me to the nations who plundered you. <clears throat> and remember, God says, I spread you abroad. It's the dispersion of God. You know, it's been referred to as that before we've We've studied those um, references. But God has, God said, I spread you around. I caused the Syrians to come in and the Babylonians to come in and the Persians and the Greeks and the Romans. I did all that because of your sin. It's how I'm reconciling the sin that you've, you've committed and, and your fathers and fathers and generations before you. And then in Isaiah kind of changes just a smidgen in verse 8. For thus said the Lord of hosts, after his glory sent me to the nations who plundered you. This is sort of like my study Bible says, it's like Zechariah is alluding to his commission as a prophet. You know, the Lord of hosts sent me to all these nations to, to give them this uh, message. For he who touches you, the apple of his eye. In other words, I'm sending this message to everybody. In this vision, Zechariah is saying, look, behold, I will shake my hand over them. So this is what he's got to say to all the people who've been plundered and who've been put down and held into slavery. I will shake my hand over them. And they shall become plunder for those who served them. So, in other words, these Babylonians or Assyrians or Greeks or Romans, all these people who plundered and put down God's people are going to end up being plunder for those who had to serve. Then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me Verse 9, 
verse 10, Sing and rejoice, O daughter of Zion, for behold, I will come and I will dwell in your midst, declares the Lord, and many nations shall join themselves to the Lord in that day and shall be my people. You can sing and you rejoice because God is going to to bring justice. And those who were the oppressed and those who had to serve, they will be victorious over those who they had to serve. These other nations will be their plunder. And I will be in your midst, and you shall know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. And the Lord will inherit Judah as his portion in the Holy Land and will again choose Jerusalem. That's powerful stuff, isn't it? Judah, the slave state, will one day be God's dwelling place. His chosen place. He calls it the Holy Land. McGee says this is the only reference in the Bible where they call it the Holy Land. He says it's not very holy today. It doesn't look very holy. People aren't very holy. But the rejoicing is because when God comes. Verse 13, Be silent all flesh before the Lord, for He has roused Himself from His holy dwelling. This is the only response. Uh, My study Bible says, A hushed and reverent awe should descend on all flesh. Be in awe. Be in awe of what God is doing. When He comes, justice will come. It will be His presence in our midst, His peace on earth. His people shall be possessed by Him. He has inherited His people. And many nations shall join themselves to the Lord in that in that day and shall be my people. I will dwell in your midst and you shall know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. You'll know it. There won't be any question. God's justice will be here. What a beautiful, beautiful analogy uh, and, and, and advice. Whatever you do, escape to me. Escape to my presence. We'll stop here and continue our study of this just wonderful book um, of visions here of Zechariah. Now I'll turn the rest of the podcast over to my co-host in Zambia, Matali. Matali, I hope you're doing great and look forward to hearing what you've got to say this morning. God bless you all, and we'll see you next time. Hello. So today's teaching is coming from Zechariah chapter 2, beginning at verse 5 all the way to verse 13. So we are in this section where we have the man with the measuring line. So this is a vision that was given to Zechariah 
and um, this means that God is actually getting ready to deal um, or to move with or on behalf of that city and the temple that was there. So this prophecy has a local application, but its perfect fulfillment looks down the ages of time to the millennial kingdom when Christ will come down here on earth to establish his kingdom and it will be fulfilled. And here we find because of this, God has a purpose for Israel. He is not through with them. Just because, you know, local circumstances at that day for these people were discouraging to these people. They thought that maybe God had deserted them. So he wanted them to know that he had not, he had not um, only deserted them for that time, but he actually intended to carry out his eternal plan and purpose for them. So these prophecies, even though they relate to the nation Israel, great principles are stated here that are for us today and are enunciated in the New Testament as an interception for us today as well. So these prophecies must be fulfilled and God has given um, at the present many have actually been fulfilled. So these uh, many of God's prophecies have actually been fulfilled. And, you know, all that was local was actually fulfilled, but the prophecy has not yet been fulfilled. That um, the the prospect of, um, you know, the perfect fulfillment of, of um, this, um, what's this, this prophecy. So the perfect fulfillment, which looks down into the ages of, time it hasn't yet been fulfilled so our teaching is starting from verse 5 which reads for i says the lord will be a wall of fire um all around her and i will be and i will be glory in her midst so you know god's saying that he will be a protection around the city so he will be there in their midst um so Technically, he's saying the Shekinah glory would be back in the temple, and this was not fulfilled in that day. And so he will be the glory in the midst of, uh, in their midst. And this will be when the Lord Jesus Christ comes and enters the millennial temple. So this picture has been given to us in. You know, other apocalypse, uh, um, apocalypse, <laughs> apocalypse, sorry, apocalypse books um, in Ezekiel, in Daniel, and in Zechariah, and in Revelations. So there are four apocalypses in the Bible, and they all look down to the future when the kingdom is to be established. So here, um, oh, sorry, when they... When God's kingdom is about to is is established here on earth, 
So if uh, we look at the book of Ezekiel, 43 verses 1 to 7. 40, yeah, 3. It reads, sorry. Um, Afterward, he brought me to the gate, the gate that faces toward the east. And behold, the glory of God of the sorry the glory of the god of israel came from the way of the east his voice was like the sound of many waters and the earth shone with his glory it was like the appearance of the vision which i saw like the vision which i saw when i came to destroy the city the vision where the vision were like the vision which I saw by the river Sheba, and I fell on my face, and the glory of the Lord came into the temple by way of the gate which faces towards the east. The Spirit lifted me up and brought me into the inner court, and behold the glory of the lord filled the temple then i heard him speaking to me from the temple while a man stood beside me he said and he said to me son of man this is the place my throne and the place of the soles of my feet where i will dwell in the midst of the children of Israel, no more shall the house of Israel defile my holy name. They are, um, sorry, shall, where am I? Um, no more shall the house of Israel defile my holy name. They know their king. They know their kings by their hollow tree, or with the carcasses of their kings, on their high places. So the glory that um, is actually to come, according to the book of Ezekiel that I've just read, this is the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, into the temple. And he's coming from the east, and that's the reason that the eastern gate um, is actually very prominent. Though sealed up, um, and all the graves that are there... Um, you know, that's where the Israelites are buried. And, you know, there are also um, some Arabs, Arab graves there as well. So, um, in the Kedron Valley, you know, on both sides of the Mount of Olives. So, this will be fulfilled someday, um, the prophecy. So, the prophecy looks down through the ages to the millennial kingdom. Verse 6 goes on to read of Zechariah. Um, ho, ho. Or my translation reads, Up, up, flee from the land of the north, says the Lord, for I have spread the... Sorry, for I have spread you abroad like the four winds of heaven, says the Lord. So, um, you know, this ho ho, this is 
calling particular attention to the fact that he wants them to pay particular attention. So he's, you know, he said it twice, you know, so that, you know, people should be upright and pay attention. Um, so it's actually a warning. He wants them to get out of Babylon as it was going to fall. And God was going to bring it down. So if we go back uh, to the two visions about, you know, the horns of the craftsmen, the first horn is Babylon. And now the carpenter, that's the artisan, is coming and will take it down. And that will be Media Persia. And uh, Media Persia will become great and powerful um, and proud. And uh, that's um, the other horn. Then they will actually begin to persecute God's people and the... Um, you know, the Lord will actually, and God will actually move, sorry, move, um, move them off the scene of, um, of, of the scene of the world, of them being a world great power by actually bringing another craftsman. That's, uh, Graco Macedonia, that's Greece, which was led by Alexander the Great. So, um, they in turn, that's Graco Macedonia, you know, um, you know, through, um, the leadership um, after Alexander the Great uh, passed on. Now they had Titus Epiphany, who mistreated um, God's people greatly. And, you know, they became a proud nation and, you know, they persecuted God's people. Then God actually raised up another craftsman, that's Rome. And, you know, um, it's cut down Graco Macedonia. So Rome acted as uh, an artisan. And Rome became a world power, but there was no craftsman or carpenter who came and took down Rome. Um, and, um, you know, it just fell apart on its own, but it will come back together again. And, um, you know, it's going to come back together again. And the craftsman to put Rome down uh, will be the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah. And um, he is the one who's going to uh, bring Rome down. So the Lord Jesus Christ, and this is the Messiah, um, and he is the man with the measuring rod. He will put down the Antichrist. So um, his kingdom and, um, you know, his kingdom will, he, when he comes here on earth, he's going to establish his kingdom um, down here upon the earth and this is the picture that is given to us in these visions so verse six let me just read it again it reads ho ho flee from the land of the north says the lord for i have spread you abroad like the four winds of heaven says the lord so god is saying come back to the land uh, but you know I'm uh, um I'm going to spread you to the four corners of the earth. So he's telling them to come back and say I'm going to spread you to the, all the four corners of the earth and this is exactly what he actually did. Verse 7 goes on to read up Zion escape who you who dwell with 
the daughter of Babylon. So in other words, um, you know, he's saying, get out of Babylon. Verse 8 goes on to read, for thus says the Lord of hosts, he sent me after glory to the nations which plunder um let me just read that again sorry for that says the lord of hosts he sent me after glory to the nations that plunder you for he who touches you touches the apple of my eye so this refers to you know the apple of my eye it refers to these people as the apple of his eye so in that land mm, an apple is an orange and you know um as they you know you know as 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 an apple grows so as an orange grow because these people didn't grow apples in uh, their day so as an orange grows on um a tree it actually stands out from the green leaves and you know it's it's it, you can actually see it it stands out and God is saying to 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 his people that they are prominent and they are um uh, they are very prominent and they are important to him verse 9 goes on to read for surely i will shake my hand against them and they shall become spoil for their servants then you um sorry for i should i for surely i will shake my hand against them and they shall become spoil for their servants their servants then you shall know that the lord of hosts has sent me so these people are going to get you know an assurance sorry these people were not are going to get they were getting an assurance that god had sent zechariah the verse 10 goes on to read sing and rejoice o daughter of zion behold i am um coming and i will dwell in your midst says the lord so here uh with this verse it shows that god is actually not through with the nation israel so when god in scripture speaks of a geographical location he means a geographical location so zion here means zion like um lots of people tend to want to interpret scripture the way they want but we should let the spirit of god lead us if we don't understand scripture um so when god says zion or jerusalem he means jerusalem so zion here means zion so the daughter of zion is the nation israel and can't mean any other people so let me just read that again verse 10 it says um sing and rejoice o daughter of zion so that's israel for behold i am coming and i will dwell in your midst says the lord so god's not through with these people he is coming and he will dwell amongst their midst um so when god is speaking of jerusalem he means jerusalem judah he means judah israel he means israel so um so you know the daughter of zion is the nation israel and it can mean any other people um this means that god actually intends to um god intends to sorry <laughs> oh my goodness 
Okay. Mm. This actually means that um, God intends to come uh, to Zion and Zion is Zion. Um, so Isaiah 2 is, you know, parallels this passage of scripture. And verse 11 goes on to read, many nations shall be joined to the Lord. So it's going to speak Israel to many other nations in that day and they shall become my people and I will dwell in your midst. Then you shall know that the Lord of hosts has sent me. So that's verse 11. So um, here, um, you know, many nations, not just Israel, like I said earlier on, um, shall join. And, you know, today they don't know. They shall know because here um, it says many nations shall be joined to the Lord. So many nations shall be joined to the Lord. Right now, yeah, there's very few nations that are joined to the Lord. Not a lot of uh, nations. So... Um, they will be joined to the Lord and they will um, know God. Verse 12 goes on to read, And the Lord will take possession of Judah as his inheritance in um, the Holy Land and will again choose Jerusalem. So, the you know, the Lord shall inherit Judah. So, Judah is Judah another geographical location um so this is the only place in the bible where the team where the term sorry holy land is used and judah is not the holy land today no um so god god's not um choosing judah today because it's not yet the holy land but you know when um when he chooses it, it will be um, the capital of the earth. So we have in Isaiah 2, uh, a verse that's parallel to what we're reading. So that's Isaiah 2, verse 2 to 3, um, which reads, Now it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house um, shall be established on the top of the mountains, shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow to it many people shall come um, and say come and let us go to the mountain of the lord of to the house of uh, the lord to the house sorry um let me just read that again many people shall come and say Come and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the Lord of Jacob. He will teach us. He always, um, sorry, he will teach us uh, his ways and we shall walk in his path. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. So the church is going to be based in Jerusalem. You know, the word of God is going to go out from Jerusalem and out of Zion shall um, come out the word. So this is looking forward to the millennium, uh, to the millennium and God's um, not through with these people. And many nations will actually be chosen at that time. Verse 13 reads, that's the last in this chapter. 
be silent or flesh before the Lord, for he has aroused from his holy inhabitation. So, um, in that day, the whole earth will be silent. Yeah, there's going to be freedom of silence because God is in his holy temple. So he, this looks forward to the millennial kingdom and, you know, um, it's, it looks forward to the millennial kingdom that's actually coming on earth someday. So, uh, this prospect of the future was an encouragement to Zechariah's people that's in the past and this prospect should be an encouragement to you and me that God has a for, uh, that God has um a plan and purpose for each of us to and and he's actually working in our lives so God is working in our lives God has a has a plan for all of us and God has a plan and program on this earth okay so this is our teaching today. Oh, sorry for the yawning. It's been a long day. But I hope you did pick out a few things from um, this study today. Thank you all for listening. God bless you and have a pleasant day. Bye-bye. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails.